The average person will move home four times in their life. This could be for various reasons. But one thing is for certain. We never know which home will be our last. This was the case for Jason Hanneman and his son Scott. Jason was a construction worker and often had to uproot him and his son moving from city to city, following wherever the work was. It didn't bother Scott too much anymore. He was in his final year of education and intended on following his father into construction work. The latest job had found Jason and his son traveling halfway across the country to a quiet little suburb with planning permission for a large shopping complex. When they arrived in town, as had become a tradition between the pair, they placed a friendly bet against each other on how run down the apartment would be Jason had purchased for them online before stepping foot inside. This one had every chance of being just as awful as the last. With the extremely low asking price and next to nothing monthly rent, they had little hope of it being remotely ready to live in. Imagine their disbelief as they arrived outside a gorgeous three-story townhouse with floor-to-ceiling windows, a huge garden, and modern fittings. They couldn't believe their luck. It took less than half a day to move their belongings in, get settled, and really explore their new home. Curiously for Scott, from outside you can clearly see a window in the attic, yet no stairs leading to it inside. After searching and searching, he just could not find a way into the attic. All was going well for the pair and their new home. That was until strange occurrences began to happen. Things they couldn't explain, and eventually, things they couldn't ignore. It all began one late night in September. Jason was passed out in front of the TV after a long day's work, and Scott had already been in bed for a few hours when he was woken by a thud above him. Waking from his sleep, he couldn't quite figure out what had woken him so abruptly, so he headed downstairs for a drink. Walking through the living room once downstairs, he could see his father in his armchair asleep in the glow of the TV. Careful not to wake him, he creeped past. In the kitchen, he didn't turn the light on for fear of waking his father. Instead, he headed straight for the fridge. As he opened the door, the fridge light illuminated Scott and cast a light across the kitchen. While Scott looked for food, the shadow of a figure appeared on the crest of where the light fell. In Scott's sleepy state, he began to rub his eyes as he struggled to focus. Finishing his drink, he closed the fridge. Stood directly behind the door was the shadowy figure of his father, causing Scott to jump in fright. Apologizing for waking him, Scott left his father stood in the kitchen and headed back through the living room in order to go upstairs. As he reached the living room, Scott stopped in his tracks and his blood ran cold. Still fast asleep in his armchair sat his father. Spinning around to confront whoever that was in the kitchen, Scott was met with an empty room. He explained this to his father when he woke in the morning, but he dismissed this as a simple moment of sleepwalking on Scott's part. That was until a few nights later.
Jason had been working longer shifts, which meant he spent less and less time with Scott. They were both used to this, as it was just part of the job his father did, but it did mean they both felt a great deal of loneliness. As Jason returned home one night in his car, Scott was already in bed. Jason knew this as the lights were off and the house was locked securely. Before going inside, he took this opportunity to have a quick cigarette in the cool night air while looking up at his home. All of a sudden, his eyes were drawn to a movement in an upstairs window, as if he were being watched. He couldn't quite make out who it was, but naturally assumed it was Scott. So he gave a wave up to the window. The shadow in the window remained still, staring down at Jason outside. All of a sudden, Jason's attention was drawn to the window on the ground floor, where another figure appeared. Surely, Jason thought, that the first figure must have just been his eyes playing tricks on him, as only Scott is home, so there can't be two figures. But no sooner than that thought had entered his mind, a third figure appeared in another window. At that moment, a car drove past the house, its headlights momentarily lighting up the front of the house. Jason broke out into a full sprint towards the house, as he saw that none of the figures residing in the windows were Scott, but all were unknown males. After searching the house and checking on Scott, no one else could be found inside and no evidence of anyone breaking in. Over the next few weeks, Scott was admitted into the local hospital twice for unexplained accidents. The first being him falling down an entire flight of stairs, although he swore to his father that he felt as though he was pushed. Yet he was the only person home at the time. Secondly, while cleaning the dining room, an impossibly heavy display cabinet with all their dishes and glasses somehow toppled and barely missed Scott, but in the process of jumping out of the way, he managed to sprain his wrist. Scott confided in his father that just before each incident, he caught the glimpse of a figure out of the corner of his eye and he was certain the house was haunted. When Scott was released from the hospital the second time, Jason sent him home, while he himself headed to the library to do some research on their cursed property. After hours of searching, he finally found what he was after. It seems as though the past several tenants who had lived at that address all came to the same fate, the same fate that had happened to an unfortunate family that were the first to live there. You see, their youngest son, not too far from Scott's age, was having a terrible time with other local boys, constantly being tormented and abused. As this progressed, the boy could no longer stand the abuse and took his own life by hanging in the family home. Ever since then, every family who has lived at the address, their youngest has shared the same fate, with no signs of their impending death. Jason's heart began to race. His mind overcome with emotion and the fear he had for his son rose from his chest to his throat, as if like sick irony. At that very moment, Jason's phone began to ring. His heart sank as he answered the unidentified number. Hello, is this Mr. Henneman? I'm from the hospital. I came to check up on your son. 
I have some terrible news about your Scott. You need to come home right away. Okay, bro, come right here and just take the deal. You can watch my.